on this episode, on this episode of Japan, Japan 2.0. If I wait three days for a package to come here, I'm like mad. I'm like, man, what, who's this company? Like, who's sending this? This is horrible. Mystical world of game and wonder. Arcade centers like no other. Nostalgia, yeah, yeah. Every moment, everything is the when I jump all on it. Damn, walking through these halls. My childhood is written on these walls. Hello and welcome to Japan 2.0. We are coming at you in June. It's pretty much summer. Yeah, yeah. Where did summer come from? Came up, came up on us like came uh, out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Have you have you turned on the aircon yet at your house, Matt? I have not. No. It's still cool enough. Good just boy. keep the windows keep the windows open you know have I'm a have a fan like a paper fan i had a house guest right. once and i know they got hot easily and we turned it on only for them but i don't i don't count that do you count that <laughs> uh nah you know what i'm gonna give you a pass I, I'm, I'm a generous person like that see i always said our goal was june 1st without eric on here but yeah. this my wife is saying it's july 1st july 1st seems far to go without it there's been yeah. some days. I think there's been, there's couple, been some June. two days where I wanted them on. <laughs> there have been some Junes where it was just like too hot, you know, to yeah. to get it all the way. Actually, I'm a little bit concerned because my um, my air conditioning unit is blinking. This little yellow light is blinking in the corner. Now's the and, time, man. You gotta take care of that. Yeah, I know. I need to get somebody to come out and check it out. So, but why don't you, you know, test it just check. for like an hour? An hour, like before. You don't want it to be like a crazy hot day, then it doesn't work. I test it out for an hour just to make sure. Yeah, if it's a crazy hot day, I guess I'll, I don't know, go to a mall or eat yeah. an ice cream or something. <laughs> that only lasts like two minutes. So. A lot of my coworkers have been running it for like three weeks now. No. Only at night when they sleep. But they, No way. Where, they where are they yeah. from? Alaska? <laughs> All right, one's Ireland. One is uh, my okay. sister-in-law, Crystal. She's been on the podcast. Uh, she's from Texas. Yeah, which no, no excuse there. Yeah, I don't know, but anyway, it's it's getting warm here. It's getting hot, and um, has nothing to do with our podcast topic today, no. uh, which is going to be about uh, posting things, sending and delivery. I don't know what's the yeah, good word deliveries. For this one? deliveries. We're going to just talk about deliveries. Yeah, yeah deliveries. Delivery. The postal service. It's, <laughs> it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. <laughs> That's an obscure reference. I'm sure a whole some of you will of get our it. Podcast like it. Yeah. Yeah, um, it. yeah, delivery in Japan, they're very unique. This is a topic uh, that your wife thought of, and I was very thankful for it. I've actually done a, what was it called? Things I Love About Japan segment a couple mm-hmm. years back on the show. Kind of a quick mention of this. But, you know, we've been doing this podcast for like five years now, and uh, we got to talk about it all. So we're, we've come down to deliveries, and it, it's a cool part of living here. Yeah, it's a topical part of living here, right? Like, I mean, right now, um, you know, with coronavirus and um, staying at home and uh, trying to be safe, you know, it's one of the things that we're kind of relying on, you know. Oh, it's super important. There's a time where I was kind of worried about it. But, uh, yeah, before we get too much into that, I wanted to kind of talk about what's been going on lately. For us, summertime usually is an exciting time. You're almost on your long summer holiday, so you'll probably have more to talk about uh, once you're on holiday a bit more. Mm-hmm. I've been officially working, but I've been doing lots of distance teaching, so it's kind of like being on holiday. But uh, I heard you went to Costco lately, and I thought, definitely if you're non-Japanese <laughs> and living here in Japan, you'll definitely know about Costco or rely on Costco in some way. Um but I think if you don't live here and you're traveling here, you might be kind of shocked to find out that they have Costco in Japan. Because something about Costco just seems so North American. The whole thing. It's always in the suburbs. You have to have a car to get there. It's this huge, massive industrial space with massive products that wouldn't fit in a small Japanese house. It just doesn't seem like it would fit in Japan. But somehow it does. So You've probably been to Costco. I think I've only been once or twice. Um, but you've been a couple times more than me. Tell me. Tell me about your recent trip. And what's the Costco experience life in Japan? Yeah, Have you ever so, been in the States? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So in the States, you know, we, my family was always Costco members, you know. Um, we used to go all the time, you know. I had I had a guy once, like, say, oh, you got to work for Costco, you know. You'd be really famous, good at it. Yeah, yeah. a good place to work for, yeah. Yeah, and they pay a little better than other places. So, you know, I've always had a little respect for that. A soft spot for Costco. Yeah, a, little, a soft spot, yeah. It was like one of those places where I, I almost probably worked for them, you know, at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I could have I been there. But, um, yeah, uh, in Japan, it's, it's really easy to get your, your Costco card. Like, you just go up to, like, the, the, um, this line, and they don't ask you many questions, just, like, your address. And then uh, they ha- take the photo, and then you pay 40 bucks, and then you got the Costco card just like anywhere else. And if you have a Costco card back home, you could use that, too. I was just going to say, I think they do transfer over here. Yeah. They are good. So uh, I, I guess if I go back home, I imagine I could use my Japanese Costco card. The feel of the Costco here is exactly they've replicated the whole experience, oh. in, including the what's it called, the cafe or something, that little food thing. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's uh, a the splitting same, image. Similar image, like the, some of the food is unique, but most of it they got the pizza and the, the soda deal, right? The hot yeah. dog. So all the Kirkland, like the Kirkland items are, are still still there, you know, most of the same items. But um, it, some of the things that they do sell are catered towards the Japanese audience. You know, a lot of Japanese products are in Costco. And, yeah, um, for me, the, the look and the format of a Costco is like 99% uh, the same here. However, the content yeah. of what they provide is about, what would you say, 40% the same, 50% the same? Yeah, I'd say about 40% the same, yeah. Yeah, and Somewhere 60% around of it is like unique Japanese products. Yeah. They're like, just sold in bulk, bulk. When you go to the chip aisle, they have some of the Kirkland, like they have like the carrots, like the dehydrated carrot chips or whatever. And then they mm-hmm. also have kaki no tane, which is one of my favorites, the the little fried rice crackers with the peanuts. Yeah. I would say for me, like when I was back home, we, my family and I, like we did avoid the Kirkland products, you know, like that was always like the worst. Like you want to try to find the other brands that they're selling there. Yeah. <laughs> but in Japan, I get so excited. I'm like, yes, this is Kirkland, Kirkland. brand. That means it's going to be like authentically American. It's not some like Japanese imitation. Although I do think the Kirkland brand has, has risen over the years. Like um, I was reading about like Kirkland Vodka, for example, and that they have the same, I don't know, farm is the right word. I don't know. It's like the same facilities at Grey Goose, which is... I don't know, a fairly high kind of uh, line of vodka. Yeah. Like Kirkland started to like, I don't know, increase their products or something like that. So even back in the States, I've heard that people like Kirkland a little bit more now, but um, it's kind of funny and ironic how I get excited by Kirkland products now. It's just my age, I guess, too, but... Well, it's a taste of home, you know. Sometimes you do want some of those things that you could only find, you know. Uh, it's Kirkland in, tortilla in, chips, man. Yeah, There's nothing better yeah, yeah, than that. That's <laughs> true. They they make the best tortilla chips, you know. And then the the cheese is pretty good too. They have Tillamook, Tillamook. I don't know how to say it. Tillamook, Tillamook. I would say Tillamook, yeah. Uh, but um, cheese, you know. And yeah. I mean, where else are you going to get that, right? Yes. The worst part of Costco in Japan is. Oh, the crowds, man. Like, um, okay. this is one of the first times I've been out in, uh, uh, in a while, you know, um, we run out, of, you know, we've been staying home. Uh, Emily and I have really tried to, um, use all the food items that we have in our house, all the canned goods, all the, the rices. Yeah. Go back you know. to our grocery shopping episode recently yeah. and you'll see Matt goes twice a month where I go every day. Yeah, and uh, so we were like, yeah, you know, the lockdown is is over, and, um, you know, people are trying to be cautious, and it seems like everywhere else I've been, you know, like, people are trying to do social distancing and stuff, and I was like, well, you know, maybe now's our chance to go to Costco, get a few things, and then just leave, and, oh, man, (laughs) it was was crazy today, yeah. Um, social distancing was definitely out the window, you know, it was just mm. so, so busy. I made a joke uh, off the air with you that like the, the closest thing to social distancing was the size of the, the carts, carts. you know, the, those huge Costco yeah. carts. But, um, I know yeah, like in this, so busy. It, that's really interesting. Cause in the States, they were like one of the places that would allow certain days of the week, like older clientele to come mm-hmm. in, they had, like designate hours for them. I do know here, again, three, four weeks ago, that during the height of it, you could only go if you're a family, like immediate family, like a husband and a wife or a son or a daughter. 
typically at Costco, you're allowed to bring like one or two other people, I think, who have a different last name from you or something, right? Mm-hmm. I, but uh, during COVID, they were really strict to like, it was like immediate family members only. They didn't want like large groups coming in. And I think they might have limited the group number or something too. But I do know that they were one of the strictest places here with the most precautions. So I was actually kind of surprised to hear you say um, that it was a free for all today. But I yeah, guess it shows I, the state, once the state of emergency is lifted, that, uh, yeah, all, all things go, I guess. I mean, to provide a little bit of context, uh, Osaka for, I think, a, about a week in a, like, for about a week's time has had zero corona cases. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that's one of the reasons why everybody's out and every, why Costco is la- being, becoming a little more lax and Osaka in general is just becoming a little more lax. Mm. Um, I did notice a lot of cleaning, you know, like everywhere you go, there's something that's a little bit different, right? Like there was a lot of cleaning. There were a lot of people managing the queues, although like Mm. the lines were still really long. Um, yeah, everybody was wiping things down. Like I saw a lot of, a lot of people of the employees just going up to the windows and wiping down like candles and things. But I mean, Mm. just after they did that, like somebody grabbed a handle, so you know like yeah. opened up the freezer door so i was gonna say for me the worst thing about costco in japan is uh getting there transportation oh yeah yeah uh, that's true if you don't have a car which a lot of people in japan don't have cars i know it's hard to imagine <laughs> if you're from a place that normally has costco uh you'd definitely be owning a car probably but like a lot of us here we live in big cities where you don't need cars for for really anything in japan unless you're going to go on some kind of countryside vacation so to have to have a car to go to Costco they you know it's kind of like IKEA they always build them in inconvenient locations cuz they're massive spaces i guess but uh for me yeah it's, it's it's very limiting to going there and then um if you were to take a train or a bus or something you can only bring so many things that you can carry home the sizes there are so big or it's 3000 3, yen or something like that 30 bucks to ship it home which is yeah. pretty expensive yeah it's not cheap um, so I, I, I bought yeah. an air fryer today, and yeah, I was big, I was the only person the on life. <laughs> yeah I was the only person on the train with an air fryer. I'll tell you what, I'm sure of that you could have <laughs> bet a lot of money that that'd be the case. Yeah, everybody uh, always looks at me like I'm crazy, but I, I tend to do the big boxes on the train, and uh, yeah. you know I, I so want to save the money or or be. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just not that heavy, so I'll just carry yeah, yeah, it. You know, it's a little obvious. awkward, and I understand that. Like for in, at certain times of the day, it would be kind of rude because it was. You know, you don't want big Huge. bulky things when people are packed into a train. Yeah, but, that's yeah, that's cool, man. Well, that's a good extension of our grocery shopping episode. We didn't really yeah. talk much about Costco. And that no, we out. didn't. One of our ones before that was biking, and I've been kind of extend on that. That like. Sometimes we do podcast episodes and we know that there were things we like, but you know, we're, we're, we're busy and we have a schedule we keep to, we just say, all right, well, we like this. We're going to talk about it. But when we do the podcast episodes for me, actually, it kind of like gets me into the topic more or it's just on my mind more. So mm-hmm. we record it and we sit and we talk about it. And I always kind of regret like a week or two later from the episodes, I almost feel like if we were to do it again. I would do a much better job of like just getting more anecdotes or stories or Anyway, that biking episode, I don't know if it's an episode or that big bike ride I went on. Probably they're one and the same, you know, but it really kind of lit this fire in biking for me. And I'd say after we recorded that episode, I did, I think we don't use kilometers where I'm from, but I think I did about 250 kilometers that month of biking mm-hmm. around a, around a hundred miles. I biked that month and, uh, the next month, very similar. And now I'm on the third month and it looks like I'll hit around a hundred miles or 200 or so K again. Wow. So I've been biking like crazy. Like before that, I biked, I don't know, 10, 10 kilometers a year or something like that. So it's been this crazy increase. It was mainly because of COVID. I didn't want to take trains and I was trying to keep up a, a lifestyle, still see in Japan and doing stuff, but socially distancing. And it seemed like the best way to do it. And, uh, that made me really fall in love with Japan and really my neighborhood. To be honest, I've always been kind of hard on where I live, but, uh, biking's allowed me to, just hop on a bike and then 15 minutes I can be in a real kind of urban area with cool shops and stuff. So, um, now's the time to do it before it gets too humid. That's, too hot. that's part of it yeah. too, is I feel every day I'm like, well, I got like 20 more days before it's going to be crazy hot in July. I got to go. So mm-hmm. I have like this fire under me of like trying to use all the time I can. But, um, 
in a lot of ways, Japan's not kind of just to not get too into it, but Japan's not a great place to bike in terms of like bike lanes. I've went with some friends from California who live in San Francisco and they're kind of saying they brought over really, really nice expensive bikes and they've used them once in two or three years. And they're saying, yeah, just compared to San Francisco, you know, it's just not, it's not safe to ride in the roads here. But I, I took them with me and you kind of find your own back roads that you go and yeah, you're not riding in like on the, the big, big roads here, but the back roads, the alleys and stuff are the coolest parts of Japan and you kind of make mm-hmm. your own path and yeah, even with them, they've been going now more with me. You just see things. When you get off the main roads here, there's so many cool discoveries to be found. And yeah, I've just seen in the last two months, I've seen what usually takes me like two or three years to see in Japan. And uh, it makes me really happy. You know, I'm at a point in my life where I'm trying to decide if I'm going to stay where I live in my kind of smaller town and buy a house here or something like that. And after biking around here, I definitely feel more content. Yeah. Uh, just because you can see so much more it really extends what you can do and i do wonder if i live in osaka or something or downtown kobe if it would be as bikeable there you know with all the traffic and cars and uh there's so many cool little small you know roads and oceans and stuff some of the pictures i've been taking you know people say like whoa like where did you go on vacation i'm like no it's just like a 20 minute bike ride and (laughs) i'm at i'm at a waterfall or i'm at this awesome ocean so I think where, Kobe. I mean, where you live is it's quite picturesque. I think. Yeah, I guess for me it was always like, well, if I have to get on a train, what's the difference to going ten minutes on a train to see that stuff, or going two hours to see something really f- more famous and beautiful, you know? But when it's on a bike, oftentimes what takes me fifteen minutes to do on a train and a short distance on the train is about the same time on a bike. You yeah. got to walk to the station, wait for the train to come, go a couple sure. stops. The bike's the same. If I'm going really far, right, if I'm going to go to Osaka, that would take me three hours by bike. But on a train, it would take me like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. Right. So right. if it's far, you know, that distance really, really matters. But I guess kind of what I didn't realize is things that are just four or five stops away on a train are very similar time by bike. So anyway, yeah, no, it's uh, just reminding me how cool Kobe is and how fun it is to, to bike here. So yeah, I know, we, I know we've talked about this a lot, but you know, um, just recently, you know, I've been biking around my neighborhood just to get out of the house, you know, after I've been working, I've been working a lot, uh, you know, doing the virtual teaching stuff. And, um, so sometimes I just need a break and I just ride around my neighborhood and I found all these cool little restaurants and new cafes that have come up and, um, things that, you know, like, and and they're just down, like they're just down streets, you know, like Osaka is pretty much a grid, you know, like in a lot of places um it is it is you could just ride in a straight line and you could get to wherever you need to go um and i've been doing that a little bit more and i've just been finding all these kind of secrets and and it's been cool to to do that yeah you do see a different side of the city you know when you're riding around or walking around your your neighborhood and yeah i found every mode of transportation like that like when i was heavy into skateboarding i used to feel the same way Mm-hmm. I was like, it's faster than walking, but it's slower than biking. So like, you kind of, you get the chance to see, <laughs> you get to more. see more. Yeah. 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 But now I'm, that I'm in the biking, I feel like I can cover way more ground. And at least where I live, uh, things are pretty spread out. So yeah. with biking, feel better. with biking, I always like go past a place and then I stop like at the end of the street and I'm like, yeah. you know what? I need to go back and rewind, check that place rewind. out. Yeah, yeah. I do it all the time too. That all happens time. to me yeah. always. But anyway, yeah, that's kind of what we've been up to, uh, before we get into this episode. Um, but yeah, we're here to talk about, uh, deliveries and, and packaging in Japan and, and it is quite, uh, unique and, and special and I kind of have a love hate relationship, mostly 80%. I think love, I, I prefer, uh, definitely the quality of everything is much, much, much better here, but there's some things, especially living in apartments that I miss about deliveries at particularly apartments back home. I live in a house now and mm-hmm. the, the difference between a house and apartment is pretty stark, but we'll get into that later a little bit. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go through send? What do you want to talk about first? Like sending a package, or do you want to talk about the major companies for delivering? Well, why don't we start with the post office? Because I think that's okay. probably going to be the one that you know. I mean, everybody has used the post office wherever so you're ch- from in the world, right? All right. And, so Japan uh, Post, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Japan Post office, I think, like most Japanese services, is very <laughs> efficient. Hmm. And uh, it's very, um, 
Yeah, it's just a high quality postal service. I mean, really, if you get something shipped in Japan, there's a good chance that anything shipped domestically will get to your house in a day or two. Yeah, it's that. That's the first thing I actually wasn't thinking about this. I'm so glad you mentioned it up. Yeah, the first thing I noticed when I came here was the speed is insane. Like it really spoils you. And if you don't have back home, you have to have Amazon Prime, right? If you're using Amazon, you gotta have Prime because it <laughs> comes in like a day or a day or two. Yeah, and you could be waiting like seven days, like five to seven days. I think is standard back home, which sounds crazy to say now. Very, if I wait three days for a package to come here, I'm like mad. I'm like, man, what, who's this company? Like, who's sending this? This is horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because standard here, without Amazon Prime or anything, just Japan Post, the government post office, uh, they do this thing called UPAC. And UPAC is like pretty much anything that's smaller uh, than a bread box. Is that the classic measurement? Yeah, anything that's smaller than a bread box ish, uh, you pay 800 yen, which can be kind of expensive if it is a smaller thing. But if it's small enough to fit into an envelope, you just pay like 50 cents. So yeah. if it's in between the size of a, yeah, a bread box or an envelope, you use a U-Pack, it's called. And they're 800 yen. And they max, I think max time is two days I've ever really seen for those. I've actually just sent a pair of socks. Uh, I had to return a pair of socks. And I, I used the U-Pack. Um, yeah, and that, that one is crazy fast, so cheap. For me to send it back to a company, uh, it's just really simple too. There's, they do like COD here, cash yeah. on delivery is a big deal, and so the company said like, "Oh yeah, just tell them it's cash on delivery," and I, you know, with language that can be difficult. But I did a little research before I went, and there's just a different color form. So like, there's a blue form or a red form. I can't remember which was which, but I just had to fill out just a red form on my UPAC, and that just meant like they didn't ever ask for money. They just gave it to them. The envelopes are all there. You can, you know, if you don't have your own envelope. A lot of people in Japan, yeah. though, origami culture, they make their own envelope at home out of paper. Have you seen this in Japan? No, no, no. I've never gotten – I'm not popular okay. enough to get a, <laughs> okay. well, no, a handmade envelope. I'll, I'll, I'll order, I order a lot of used stuff, right? I'm really into yeah. like used cult- culture. So I'll order like a used CD. And it's just some dude just, just selling it online or whatever, right? And I would say you have like a 20% chance to get what feels to be a handmade uh, package. People mm-hmm. just folding up some paper they have at home or cardboard or something like in very – cool ways yeah Um, cds cds records things like that like the way people package things like i mean that could that could be we could go into that for a lot because it's pretty interesting yeah it's really cool yeah but uh yeah really really fast you're right high quality they're always like really personable people i'm always surprised for like any kind of government office um i have a lot of bad experiences in, in america dealing with uh government office workers no 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 offense if you are one but there's a lot of great ones out there too <laughs> but i just seem to have a just a bad uh run in uh do you want to talk about your your personal experience here at all matt or no? uh yeah yeah that's fine yeah, right. no I, I used to work for the usps you know uh actually i technically was a scab you know i came in during a, a holiday season to, Cross to like line. yeah to help um but i also took the the uh, examination to become a post post um, postal carrier, and Do you actually, any, any other questions on that exam? Oh, is it, it like if a dog is coming at you and you have pepper spray, <laughs> at what point can you spray? <laughs> is that what it's like or no? I mean, the questions are, are a lot of memory questions. You know, it's, it's because you you have to be, you know, your memory has to be pretty sharp, and that's probably one of the reasons why I didn't score super high. <laughs> <laughs> and it's probably a re- one of the reasons why they get the route that they offered me wasn't that great but um uh but yeah so i mean i have some personal experience with the post office and um i've seen how like it works and you see how kind of like the bureaucracy of like the usps kind of slows the slows things down when you're working behind the scenes and um and it's kind of fascinating to see the contrast because it seems like yeah, everything moves like lightning here in Japan. Like, I mean, it, mm-hmm. I really have like sent documents to people and, or they've always said, oh yeah, we're sending it from, you know, wherever Kobe or, or, or something. And I, I get it. Like sometimes it feels like the same day. Like it's, it's really, insane. really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they really are so efficient, so fast. Um, you know, all the postal carriers drive like these little, um, they're scooters. I mean, they all have scooters. Um, yeah, there's, there's maybe where you live, it's all scooters. For us, yeah. 
I live, uh, my street's kind of like busy or noisier. Maybe it's, it's kind of windows open season now too, so I can hear it all. And when I have a package coming, I get really excited. I've shared this story before since I was a kid. Before there was tracking on packages, this would have been <laughs> 25 years ago or something, 20 years ago. But uh, I used to like run down in the end of the street and like follow the postman. Like when I was expecting like a, a game to come in the mail or a CD or something like that, I'd be so excited all day. You know, in the summer I had nothing to do. And I still definitely have that in me, even with tracking. So like I'll know the last step on the tracking here is I'll tell you out for delivery. So you'll know at like 9 a.m. the person's got it on the truck, but it could come at 9 a.m. or, or midnight or something. Yeah. And we'll talk a, l- a little bit more about how that goes later and you can kind of uh, demand certain things there. But my point is that like all day I can just hear those trucks coming in. We have full trucks here where I live, like big, very oh, okay. similar to the size back home actually. Uh, for the States, it's a very small size truck, but for Japan, that'd be kind of an av- average size truck. But yeah, the motorcycle guys come, they always have a postal code on the back of their motorcycle. There's like a big box, right? Mm-hmm. It's not even a motorcycle. It's, it's, it's like a, a red box. It's a scooter. It's, it's a, a scooter. scooter. You're right. Yeah, it's like a really a mo- particular kind of scooter with really skinny wheels. I think they're really cool. I would like to own one actually. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you could get a repurposed one, that would be really cool. Yeah. Just that it doesn't have to necessarily be from the Japan post, but that, that shape and size, like whatever that is, it's a cool I don't know. Now you like got a, me wanting a, a Japan post. Oh, they're so I want cool. to put a speaker in that box. The, they're the honestly box. not much bigger <laughs> than a bicycle. Like they're the same, like the tires are just a little bit thicker than a bicycle. Uh, they're really skinny and they get in, they move in and maneuver in and out, you know, and they're, you see them getting everywhere. But, uh, yeah, we, we have trucks and we have, uh, if I get a big package or I get a lot of, um, adult beverages sent here and they are on ice. So they come cold and those are always on a truck. Okay. So if you're getting something really big or it's, uh, some kind of special, uh, instructions or something, they come by truck. But smaller things tend to come on uh, scooters or motorcycles. Uh, the carts. Yeah, we're going to get there. My, my wife is chiming in with, with things she wants to talk about. <laughs> we're talking only about the Japan posts right now. <laughs> um, but uh, how about their, how about their um, kanji or the, the little symbol of the, the post? Do you, do you know what it is? Like outside the um, the post office, the mailbox. Yeah, thing? it's on the it's on their, oh, yeah, their yeah, yeah. boxes and everything. You know, it looks it's like a little the... T with a, a line above it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And the mailboxes in Japan, you know, we're from North America, where they're uh, U.S. particularly, they're blue. Here they are, very bright red, almost like a yeah. fire hydrant to red, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're and, like at subway stations, and they're all around. They're very conveniently placed. Even the post offices, they're very prevalent. I would say within a like a seven minute walk from my house. I have three to choose from. Yeah, we have three. I mean, there are yeah, probably like five minute walks in every direction. <laughs> mm. So I don't really know why. I mean, maybe you with your personal inside experience here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, what's the difference between like DHL, UPS, and like USPS? Like, obviously it's government subsidized, but I don't know what the need is to have private companies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, why do you have private companies? Just to go faster. Yeah. I mean, once again, like the USPS is... is Slow. Well, has has been self-owned and operated. Um, so now, is, yeah. now is like um, government subsidized. And I think now they're relying on more government money. But, okay. um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, U- UPS, uh, DHL, FedEx, all those private companies were uh are they're just private companies that deliver things quickly and maybe they're insured i mean it mm. just depends on like the services that you ask them for right yeah okay yeah. so we're moving in now to like the next section so that was like the government posts there's two i mean there's more more but there's two really big companies that also do shipping i wouldn't personally know how if i wanted to send something through these companies um, it's not as obvious as someone who doesn't speak Japanese as, as a foreigner how to do that. Well, yeah, it's true. I, I've bit. never done it. I've used their so, services before, but I've never sent anything through them. I've ordered things and right. got them. Yeah, them. it's less physical and requires more language, and I think that's why we'll get into it. But anyway, these two companies are Sagawa, and Sagawa mm-hmm. is a blue, blue. Is it blue and red or just blue? Well, isn't it like a blue and a white and white? pink? Maybe. Okay. 
they're, little, they're kind of similar they're similar to Lawson. to Lawson. So yeah, I yeah. when I first started seeing them, I was like, oh, Lawson's does deliveries too. Okay, so there's Sagawa, and then there's Yamato. Um, Yamato's blue, or sorry, green, yellow, and a little bit of black, and then they have a cat as their logo. Yeah, I think it's everyone one of the likes, coolest. It's one of the coolest logos yeah. in Japan. Everyone likes Yamato more, right? Yeah, I don't know. I've seen like I've seen people Sagawa. wearing the Yamato shirt, like a Yamato shirt, and I was like, where yeah. did they get that? I want one oh, of those yeah. so badly. Yeah, the cat's cool. It doesn't look like like this is a massive, big company, you know, very important to Japan. Because by the end of this episode, you sh- you should know why. There's a lot of like pride in the delivery here, and people really demand a lot. I think in in their delivery here, mm-hmm. in terms of quality. I think this is general of Japan that you know the customers are really demand quality, and if they don't get it, they kind of complain a lot. Yeah, and uh, not even for preparation of this episode, but. I, I just I'm kind of fascinated. One thing Matt and I have bond on before off mic years ago, ten years ago, was I always kind of wanted to be a, a postman. And when I found out Matt worked for the postal service, <laughs> I was like, "What? No way!" Like no one else is into that. And we like talked about it a lot. And I got to kind of pick Matt's brain about it. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm a little more interested than the average person. And uh, I gotta just get into it now. It's around the topic. But about three years ago, I read a Japan Times article about it's one of the worst jobs in Japan is to, I don't know about the Japan post, but this article is particular about Sagawa and uh, Yamato and that just for the pay and the physical demands of the job. And the worst part was uh, yeah, people's attitude towards them. Like they just said that the customers are, are quite rude to them. The kind of things you see when you come to someone's house, you're always kind of catching them at weird moments. And, um, the biggest thing that they really hated these two companies was uh, the re-delivery time thing, mm. which, which, which we're going to have to talk about a lot. Yeah, yeah. But basically, they would say uh, in Japan, oftentimes when you order a package, you can say what time you want it to come, and there'll be like four times throughout the day, like these ranges. Basically, it's uh, a.m., afternoon, or, or night. But I think there's one or two more than that. Or there's always an option like saying like you don't, you don't care what time. And if you say you don't care, I don't know if you know this, you'll get the fastest. So if you say a particular time, you might actually get your package a day or two later. If you just say, like, I don't care when it comes, because um, there's no particular date and time they have to come, it'll always come a lot a lot faster. I, I, I didn't know that, but usually we go with that option. Yeah. Yeah, but, sometimes uh, we reschedule it. Like, I mean, if we're not going to be home or something, we'll reschedule it for another day. But anyway, these guys are saying that, like, particularly the thing that would really kill them would be, like, water. And I felt mm. so bad when I read this because I love ordering water off Amazon or something oh, yeah. because it's heavy to carry. You know, I have a family, so we'll carry like eight, you know, liters of water or something home for the convenience store. Even though the convenience store is just, you know, four minutes away, if it's a hot day or something like that, it's just it's a little tough to carry. Um, so they would, yeah, they come up, they go up eight flights of stairs. A lot of these buildings, like particularly in Osaka or Tokyo, don't yeah. have elevators and stuff. So yeah, like our eight, building doesn't have an elevator. You yeah, know, so you so, go up yeah. three flights of stairs right to your place and um, no elevator. And then, like, you said come at this time, and then you're not there. And then you call back again the next day and say, yeah, come in the morning. And then you don't pick up. And they would say, like, sometimes they can hear people inside. Like, they could hear them talking inside. And yeah. they just carry this thing up like seven flights of stairs. <laughs> and so nobody the answers time, the door. Yeah. And no one's there. And they're getting paid like not well for this. Yeah. They're, so they're saying it's really in demand. Like they can't find. And as online gets more and more popular here, and particularly Amazon with Prime, you know, like yeah. it's so fast. Uh, they're saying it's like one of the worst jobs and they can't find people to fill them. And that's they're kind of not great about hiring uh, non-Japanese people for jobs in Japan. There's There's some, in my opinion, racism. If you're not like an English teacher or something where they want a foreigner, uh, but they're saying like this is an industry, this and convenience stores that are quite demanding jobs that pay little and that uh, more and more foreigners are kind of taking those jobs just to want to live in Japan for whatever reason. So um, with Sagawa, I believe it's Sagawa that um, you and I had previously talked about, um, and not on the podcast, I think this is like one of the first things we were talking about when we started talking about post office was that uh, if you notice the Sagawa workers, they are always running, too. I knew you were going to say They this, yeah. are running down the street. They have these, um, I think what Liz was talking about was the carts. They have these yes, these right. carts <laughs> that they wheel, like, and you could hear them from a block away. I mean, it's pretty loud. It's it's so, just like that's a, what I was saying, where, where I'm expecting a package. 
I hear the cart and you can hear it from yeah. so far away. I start looking out the window being like, Oh, is that our thing coming to the house? You know, and usually it's not. Yeah. And I, I've been in, you know, I've been in Tokyo and stuff where there's some rolling hills and things. And I've yeah. seen like small, like Japanese women, like pushing these huge carts, like up these hills, like running, you know, while, while doing it. And I'm like, wow. So these the, people the best one, the best cart crazy. store I have. First of all, these carts are like L carts. If you know what an L cart is, you know, it's just shaped like an L. Yeah. And uh, I was in Kyoto and I was just like down a back alley in Kyoto. It was a Sagawa guy and he was small, small alley, kind of indiscreet alley. And I kind of felt like I was the only person watching his secret. And he was legit like ninja. It felt like such a stereotypical, like what you might think Japan's like and it's not. It takes seven years to see this. <laughs> he, was, he was literally like wall running, like holding onto the cart and like running on the wall and then like doing like, like little skippy moves. And then he, he would like jump on the cart down a hill. So he's going down the hill and he jumped on the cart so he didn't have to run and he'd jump off. And I really wanted to put it up on the podcast, but I was just thinking like, oh, this in Japan, this is kind of thing gets people fired. Yeah. Uh, like they do this on the job. If you have it, like, if un- you still have it, you got to use it for this episode. <laughs> You've got to see if you can find it. Yeah. I think I didn't even take my phone out because again, I <laughs> just thought, well, I can't post it anywhere. But, um, yeah, it would be definitely the kind of thing that could get someone in trouble. But, but maybe sure. respect him even more that he was doing it, you know, yeah. and he could get in trouble for it. But, yeah, those two companies, Sagawa and Yamato, um, they, do the cart, cart, they do the cart thing. I think it's a rumor that they have to be running. Uh, we had heard before, yeah, that, like, they're required to always run and they can't walk, but... I don't, I don't think that's true because I've, I've definitely seen them walking now that we've been there longer. But, um, yeah, that, those, I like Yamato. I feel like their quality is really, really good. Like, the guys are really polite when they come to your door mm-hmm. compared to, like, Japan. Don't get me wrong. Like, if we're going to compare Japan Post to, like, the USPS, miles and miles. Like, the package comes always very nicely. It's never messed up. It comes yeah. very quickly. The tracking is very accurate here. Mm-hmm. Um, the USPS tracking is horrendous i'll have my package like i'll order stuff from the states here to japan and i'll have my package it comes and i look at the tracking it still says it's like in la like five, <laughs> yeah five it's days at your ago. house yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's not accurate yeah no at all. it's terrible yeah. but here it is accurate like to the i would say every three hours is updated so you mm-hmm. can see like all right it's at the center you know in downtown kobe now it's at my local thing now it's out for delivery so yeah. It's really, really accurate. The quality of the packages are, they're always in pristine condition. You never have to worry. Like, you know, you could, you could get some antique vase or something like that and you shipped across the country and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Um, actually this, this, uh, a couple of days ago was the first time we ordered like some, something from a, um, from iHerb, you know, you know, which is like lotions and stuff. And it yep. came in like a really greasy box. And we mm. thought like the the contents like this is the first time this ever happened, and we were kind of surprised. The outside and, of the box was greasy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. And I, I don't even know if the delivery guy noticed it because the whole box was like greasy, and we thought I, everything inside must be broken, you know. But no, every all the contents were fine. It was just like it was a greasy box, so what, it's what kind of a mystery. Were, yeah. Was it Yamato or Sagawa? <laughs> I believe it was Sagawa in that that case. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, it could have been Yamato. I, I, I don't, I don't remember. So Yamato used to be, this is like four years ago, as far, at least where I lived, I don't know if this is true everywhere. Like if you order something from Amazon, it was always Yamato mm-hmm. and that's who we used a lot. So I always felt like they were really, really high quality. And then they started like, you know, farming out, not always even to Skawa, but there's some other weird, there's two other companies that were weird. Like I never saw their logos anywhere else. And the quality was way worse. The packages were always fine, but like the delivery guy, like definitely, there's no bowing or no formalities. Just, just it here's your package. Like smoke. It all, yeah, <laughs> it always smelled like smoke so strongly too. And uh, yeah, it's funny. Like when you live in Japan, like if I came here seven years ago and that happened, I'd be like, oh, it's great. Like this package is like not dinged up, and like it came in three days. Cool, it's awesome. But uh, after living here, it's funny how you kind of turn Japanese or your expectations rise. We talk about this with food a lot, right? What yeah. used to be a, a 10 in your book is now like a 7, you know, and your 10s had a rise. It's the same for getting packages. That like I'm like, what is this? Oh, it reeks of smoke. And that guy didn't even, didn't even bow to me or say, like, thank you. Like, man, this company is horrible. Yeah. Um, 
Have you ever had any of those kind of rogue companies that aren't the big three that I've mentioned? Yeah, I mean, we get people with just like polo shirts on that don't seem like <laughs> like they belong to either of those companies. So yeah, yeah it does happen. I haven't you had any tell, you like can tell really the difference, bad though, right? In just terms of formality and stuff. Oh, it's definitely more like here's your box. Ca- casual, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some some places have you sign, so they'll give you like a digital thing to sign, or um, mm-hmm. they'll have you sign like the little tag on the on the box, and they rip it off. And uh, I find that like some of the other the other kind of companies, um, usually they don't always have you do that. They just like hand you, go. Is this your name? They always ask, "Is this your name?" And you say yes, and then they give you the box. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So like one of my things that used to irk me, especially when living in an apar- apartment, was a lot of times you can't choose a time or a date. Sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. And you know, I would know, I would see in the tracking, like, it's coming today. It's out for delivery. But I wouldn't know what time it was coming because I couldn't choose the date. And there would be something you know, I've been waiting. Oftentimes, I'm pre-ordering some album that you know, I've been waiting for for three months or something. And I'm so excited yeah. to, like, come home and listen to it. And if you miss it at a certain time, let's say, like, if you don't – let's say you go home at 5 p.m. And you're going to go and you, you call up a number. And they have it in English, which is great. Or you can go online and do it. Um, oftentimes, you have to wait to the next day. And if you're working or something, you got to, you know, wait to – 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. again for it to come but um i would just kind of hate that i just like can't you just leave it at my door like it's japan where it's so so safe i wish so much there was a way to just tell them like just just leave it there i don't care well there are a couple of things yeah we should talk about so i want to talk about this things are changing a bit in that direction you go ahead i want to hear what you have to say about it well first of all like we didn't talk about the stickers that they leave so they do leave these tags on your door that give you a phone number to call and then you you do you listen to an automated system and then you put in like the date and time that you want them to re-deliver and that's how you do say like oh i want you to re-deliver anytime is okay or try to deliver at nine o'clock and sometimes you can get it delivered that night like if you do catch it in time like if you just barely missed them and there's st- the delivery person is still in the neighborhood they'll yeah. come and they'll deliver it like you know so i imagine if you have the language skills they, they always leave the phone number not of the company the company is definitely there but like 90 percent of the time they'll leave the particular guy it's like personal i guess because it's like work cell phone number yeah. And when I have Japanese speakers <laughs> with me, it's so nice because yeah. I was like, hey, can you just, like, I think the guy was just here like 10 minutes ago. And there's a legit call them, like, oh, yeah, I'm still in the neighborhood. I'll be back in five minutes. But, yeah, when you don't have that ability, you can get them to come back sometimes in three hours or something like that, right? Yeah. And then the other great thing, um, you know, if you're worried about something like that happening, is just have your your items delivered to 7-Eleven. Yes, we got you know, have it. Have, have your items delivered to a convenience store, and then they'll call you and they'll say, just come and pick it up because we're open 24-7. Yes, yeah, so that's a, always a pre-selected option. Like, this isn't some advanced technique or anything. They make it really, really easy to do this. You always see options that, like, you can pay by COD, which seems so weird for me, and then pay at the pay and pick it up at the convenience store. So even when you're buying it online, like you don't have to put down, I assume, I've never tried it, but you never have to put down a credit card number or anything. You just go to the convenience store. They're open. Someone's there, you know, 24-7, like Matt said. They're at every corner. It's pretty much, you know, everyone's got one three or four minutes away. Have you ever, I guess with records, for Tower Records. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for Tower Records. So they give you a little code number and you show that to the worker, they scan it, and they go back. I've heard them kind of like not, I've had them take about five or six minutes to find my package sometimes, actually. Yeah, in in some ways it's not. Yeah, the most efficient way to do it because I mean, convenience stores around like seven or five or six o'clock, you know, can be a little bit busy, and then yeah, and then it might take a while to find. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, but no, I've had a good exper- I've had a good experience with that. Yeah, no, normally it is great. Whenever I yeah. do tower records, it's quite good. But sometimes I'm like, again, a lot of it comes down to language, right? I, you could probably just normally explain, oh, I'm sure it's this big square box in the back. You know, I've seen it a million times when I come in here, but I can't really say that sometimes. Yeah. You get like a new worker or something who's never done it. But Well, they always give you the, the QR code and I just show them that, you know, and they, yeah. they always figure it out. If you're doing, I don't know about Sagawa, but if you are doing Yamato, um, that is how you send stuff. So let's, let's say you didn't want to send through Japan Post. Uh, it's the convenience stores. You can send things. And... Uh, when I did the big bike trip, the Shimanami Kaido, uh, two of the guys I was with were extending the trip more. 
And on the first day of the trip, right before we set off, they had all these bags and they just went to the convenience store and they said like, here's our hotel. We're going to be here in two days. Can you just send the bags to the that hotel? And uh, Yamato comes and picks it up. And I've been at hotels. So at the convenience store, it's kind of tough. Like, again, you, it would require a lot more language. Yeah. When you go to like the Japan Post and that's all they do, you know, you just... There's just a form on the wall that you grab. You, you learn what the form is in your first week or two here. And you yeah. just fill that out and hand it to them. And it's kind of obvious. You can kind of like, yeah, there's only so many options. And you can kind of anticipate what those options are and learn, learn the phrases you need to say before. At the convenience store, they, they do a million things there, right? You could be buying cigarettes or behind the counter. Or, paying uh, your bills. A, you can make co- yeah, copies or pay your bills or something about the Pay ATM your taxes. There's, there's just so <laughs> many things that I've really scared to do it there um yeah just a lot of options but yeah i've done it at a hotel actually where at the hotel i have my bag and i don't want to bring it on the train and i just say they're like oh yeah yamato will come here and it's crazy like uh they know how much it's going to cost like you'd think the size of the luggage or the weight like yamato would have to tell them but again i think it's just kind of a standard it's around it's like 30 bucks or something like that i think it's just like a standard fee if you they check your region it's almost like as if the hotel worker is like a postal worker. Like they have like all these little things they check. Like, all right, it's gonna be 30, thirty bucks. Yamato's gonna charge you this, and it's kind of like crazy. the old, so cool. like those old nineteen fifties movies where you know somebody arrives to the desk and they're like, "Oh, we have a a, a letter for you, Mister Herman." You know, uh, I yeah, think yeah, of Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> that scene in Pee Wee Herman where it feels like you're such a i don't know like a, a seasoned traveler when you arrive to your hotel and like your bags are waiting there for you and you're like cruising in on the train you know not doing anything it, it feels pretty awesome yeah. um but the yeah my, my only complaint is that i wish it was easier to just have them leave stuff at your house for you because like my apartments i've lived at in the states they generally had like a kind of like mail room where if you missed a package or something they, or there was like a locker where they would put it in and there's some special key system, you know, where you grab that key. Mm-hmm. Night, some nicer apartments here in Japan do have that. Our friend Chris, uh, his apartment actually had that, where if you weren't home, there was like this big locker system, and they'd give put a key in your personal mailbox, and you'd go into that locker. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Towards that's the cool. end of my time living in an apartment, they started. They wouldn't even ask us or anything. We had a a, wa- what's it, a water heater, so like we had like a little deck, I guess. It was like a enclosed area, and it was gated off so that technically it was kind of like our property. I don't know if this was unique to that style of apartment that only if you lived in this apartment where you have like a gate, then they walk in that gate, and then your door is past that gate. And they would – one time we were shocked. Uh, they left it – they opened the water heater thing, which I only opened like yeah. once in my life. I didn't really know it was it's there. It's got the, ga- the gauge and stuff for them to like determine right. your gas. They put the and your, box yeah. inside there, and then they shut the door. That's weird. The, the first time I did it, the only time we knew it was there was then they took a picture of it. And then in the Amazon like settings, there was like a picture of the box in this thing. Yeah. And we were like, I don't know if this is cool or like what if we didn't see it, you know? But they were like, I guess it's kind of cool. Like I didn't have to wait. Like if I knew, if now I know this is a thing, it's great. But the first time it happened, like we were kind of weirded out. But now that we live in a house, I don't – there must be some way to set it this way. We don't know how. But they will about – 20% of the people will just kind of leave it on our doorstep because it's, you know, our own private space and they take a picture of it and then like attach the picture on Amazon. And we always, we, we like that, you know, I prefer everything was there, but, yeah. um, yeah. Have you ever had that where they kind of just leave it on your doorstep and then take a picture or something? No, we've no. never had that. Um, okay. you know, one, one on thing, your in- entry style. Yeah. One thing that's kind of unique about our, um, our mailboxes is actually we have two and i know most i think japanese households kind of have two one is yeah, a mailbox a that it goes into your door and that's usually reserved for um very important documents so mm. i tend to get like all my bills like all yeah. the documents i don't want to get like whenever yeah, i see something in that so. in that one i'm like ah oh, man this is not going to be good and then um and then we have another mailbox which is just like a general like locking key. It, it has a locking key we don't we don't lock ours but you know mm. it's just you know it's for all your regular letters and and stuff but we don't really have enough room for any packages i could get like a cd in there but yeah. you know it's i'm not going to get like a a record or anything i've there. had times where i've checked the tracking i'm like why didn't this come it's supposed to come at you know noon today 
And the, I checked the thing and it'll say like, it's delivered. I was like, no, it wasn't. Like, this didn't come. Mm-hmm. And I'll go out there and I'll be looking everywhere. And what happens is, yeah, it's it's small enough package to like fit into the mailbox, which I wouldn't think possible. And they'd like yeah. shoved, shoved it in there. It's not damaged or anything, but it's pretty. It would take some force to get it in there. And I was like, oh, it's been the ma- I, oh, it's been eight hours. I've not left my house. I couldn't leave my house because I knew this package was coming today. And it was shoved in the mailbox the whole time. You ever had yeah. that happen before? Yeah, I, yeah, I've had things shoved in there, but nothing important. But not like you're you know, waiting nothing, for it to come to your door. And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, no, I always just check the mailbox. I mean, on my way home or you know, on my way out. You know, if I haven't checked the mailbox after like the time they deliver, you know. And I mean, it's usually a pretty good schedule. Like usually it's like clockwork, you know, they tend to come like about the same time every day. I mean, so it's a, it's a very, like I said, that's part of that efficiency. Hmm. I have one more thing I want to talk about. Do you have much more? Uh, no, you go ahead. All right. Last thing I want to talk about again, overall mail here. Amazing. It's like, it makes you wonder why can't other country we come from be like this, right? Mm-hmm. It's fast. It's really good quality. The people have really good manners. It's, it's, it's great. It's easy to do. But one of my biggest gripes about mail in Japan is junk mail. The amount of mm. junk mail is unreal. Back, <laughs> back home, I feel like if I didn't sign up for stuff, you know, like I would sign up for some kind of mailing list or something sometimes about like a brand, clothing brand I like or a CD. And yeah, okay, I know I'm going to be in for it. And if I wanted to get off that mailing list, like, like I knew what to do to get off of it. Here, you just get all this, like, random, like, okay, there's an apartment building going up over there. Do you want to live here? Like, and they'll just, for months and months, like, give it to me. I get, like, the chiropractor in the neighborhood putting magnets. There's all these magnets. For a while, I was just sticking them on my, my main Oh, the magnets, magnetic, yeah. Like, keeping a collection. They're advertisements for, like, plumbing companies and, and re- repair services take, and stuff. If I didn't take out the junk mail, I think my apartment was worse than my house for this. If I didn't, at the apartment, if I would go two weeks without taking out the junk mail, it would be like the mail I want would not fit in my mailbox anymore. <laughs> the junk mail would be so bad. Yeah. And I thought about, for me, like I travel outside of the country sometimes for a month. Like what's going to ha- happen? Like I need to get mail, but this junk mail is going to be in there filling up space. Yeah. Do you, f- do you feel you get that much junk mail too? Or? Uh, I get quite a bit. I don't. How long it would it take sound to fill like up get, the mailbox? Like a month? It would take like a month, yeah. It would take a, a, quite a, a while. Junk mail to fill it up yeah. completely. I mean, um, there are a lot of people that walk around with flyers and stuff and they stick it in your mailbox. I mean, a I'll lot of times it. it's not the post office that's doing it, you know? I'll, see, I'll come home sometimes and just see this person putting stuff in there. I know it's junk mail and I was just giving the dirtiest look. Like, <laughs> yeah. What, what <laughs> they know. Come, they know. To? This is you. Yeah. They, they totally, they never. Yeah. They make don't eye contact. make eye contact because they know yeah, what they're yeah, doing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you get like the, um, I mean, we get the Domino's coupons. I mean, you know, if we want pizza. Have always have a discount. <laughs> There's an app for that a digital app. Does yeah, it? that's true. I use that too. But um, the thing is that garbage here is so annoying to throw away. You know, and oh, it's a little man. expensive to buy garbage bags and stuff, and and to buy garbage stickers so you can get rid of things. It's, it's a whole. Like, it's a whole system. It's terrible. I feel like twenty percent of my garbage is filled with junk mail. Honestly, like maybe not that much. I don't know. Ten percent. It's still too much. I hate it. I hate the junk mail. Like. I want to know how to make it stop. Yeah, I, I don't know. It sounds like, like you have a if you have a bad problem. You know, maybe living in an apartment building with a you know it's a little bit higher up. You know, I I'm a little immune to it. You know, maybe I think they no don't want to climb the stairs. It's harder yeah. to go up that thing without elevator. <laughs> I had a neighbor once. She was really really old. You know, like not very mobile, and she had like duct tape over her mailboxes, and it said something. You know, a lot of kanji. I, I couldn't really make it out, and I was always like, man, she's doing it right. Man, that's a that's a, a big move, a power move right there. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I guess you're not getting a lot of mail. Like a lot of people pay their bills online. First of all, yeah. if you're not doing tons of online shopping like me, then like yeah, what else would you? A letter from an old friend. How often is that going to come? Yeah, for me, I'd, I'd be happy to miss the letter from the old friend if it wasn't for the junk mail. Yeah, like I said, I'm not that popular. I don't get those those origami handwritten letters anymore. Uh-huh. Matt's uh, asking for a request there, Japan 2.0. Yeah, Japan uh, 2.0, send it my way. Send Matt some handwritten letters. And uh, we don't need that. But what we do need is your love and support. (laughs) Always always and forever. Yeah. Do you want to do some uh, house house cleaning? 
Yeah, so you can find us all over the internet at Japan 2.0, spell out point. Um, you know, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And uh, we, we're we all over, you know, we're like on almost every podcast service, if we're not on all in now. All so, the good ones. Yeah, all the ones that you should know and you should be subscribing through so if you're not if you haven't subscribed do that if you haven't reviewed us then you can do that too that's a great way to support the show um and i have a good song matt oh great hope i'm not undercutting you here no 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 go for it i had a song too this time uh but uh but no i think i've been choosing them lately so i think it's it's your turn yeah it's been a while all right this one's from shingo 2 oh yeah yeah everyone knows shingo 2 not Shin- Shingo Nishinari, who's like a modern day uh, Osaka rapper. Uh, yeah. Shingo Zero Two is I don't know why Zero Two, but he it should was, be uh, Two Point He should change it. He should change it. It's perfect. Yeah, uh, he was the vocalist for a lot of New Jubilee songs, mm-hmm. and I think people kind of have a love hate relationship with him because uh, sometimes he's a little cheesy, but he's kind of like one of the most prevalent rappers and some of the best beats. And he does a lot of solo stuff. Uh, he's come to Kobe actually recently a couple times, and I've always missed out on him. But he seems like a really, really great, cool guy. And uh, he's got this really kind of underground track. It's not on any of his albums that I, j- I just came across like a month ago. And it's one of his best tracks, and I love it. And it's one of the ones that just makes you kind of keep searching for new music because it's like, how did this go undiscovered for so long for me? And the name is, yeah, Number 13 Reprise. I don't have a lot of history or a lot of background. I, I don't really know. This is one of the underground uh, Shingo tracks. I don't know where it comes from or anything, but it's... Uh, it's a great one. It's really, really good. The album art is awesome. Looks like it's like uh, him grocery shopping in Southeast Asia or something like that. So, Oh, nice. Uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the song. And uh, it sounds, yeah, it's got a very classical name and stuff to it. But it's, no, it's just a really relaxing beat, kind of ethnic uh, style to it. And uh, uh, cool. yeah, great, great track. So A track to, to deliver mail to. That's right. So go order some things online or send an old friend a postcard or a nice letter or a mat a letter and uh, make some origami um, stationery or envelopes while you're at it. <laughs> Sounds great. Hope you enjoy this episode. This is the episode that only our podcast can bring you. No one else is going to talk an hour about delivering packages. That's right. right. That's right. And we're signed, sealed, delivered. We're out. I'm yours. Ha, ha, ha.